0: Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, also known as The Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level, high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Yannis Goldson. He's known as the Ethics Ninja, as well as the Hitchhiking Rabbi. He works with leaders to create a culture of ethics that earns trust, sparks initiative, and limits liability. He is an award-winning podcast host of Grappling with the Gray and author of the book with the same name. I have Lori donafrio Galli. She is a firstborn type A personality who is loyal and visionary and always finishes. Her clients hire her to uncover angles and communicate value to produce earned media for growth. And I have Bonnie sussman Versace. She is the re-imager at Focused LLC where she specializes in developing leaders, building positive and productive workplace cultures, and improving individual team and enterprise-wide performance. The question I have for you today, do you have to love yourself before you can truly love others? Janason, you offered to kick us off. The floor is yours.
1: Well, this one's easy for me. There's a biblical source for this, and we all know it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the sages explain that first you have to love yourself before you can love someone else. But then the question becomes what exactly does that mean to love oneself? How do we do it if we aren't doing it? And perhaps even more fundamental is what is love? Because the way we throw that word around I love ice cream, I love my car, I love the little doggy in the window. Uh, i love my mother i love my wife love my i love god i mean are all those the same mm-hmm. and the 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 way we are casual with language confuses our thinking because the hebrew word love is fascinating it's avah which comes from the root av which means to give and the idea is that the more we invest in something because we recognize its value and it's important the more we develop an emotional attachment and connection with it. This is why parents love their children more than children love their parents. It's just inevitable. So really to self-love means that I'm invested in myself. I recognize I have a purpose, I have a mission, I have a contribution to make to the world and I am invested in fulfilling that purpose. That's where self-love comes from. And from there, it just naturally spreads to others.
0: Well, that's a very full answer. Laurie, what do you think
2: yes well i do agree with you yonason and i also believe that you do need to love yourself in order to love others and if you're able to care and nurture and grow yourself and develop yourself you'll have a much greater capacity to love others and to understand how to love other people
3: mm, okay bonnie I, I love what you said it's uh, not only Does it come from a a biblical perspective, but it's also very practical and very logical? And I always love that part about things when it's, when it goes that way. Those are not
1: contradictory. (laughs) No,
3: No, but what I love about the self-love concept is once you learn, learn in quotes, how to do it or be that way or be in that space, you don't really even need to think about it anymore. It just happens. It just is. It's just there. And about the language and how we get, how words can be confusing. One of my pet peeves is L-U-V. Please explain what L-U-V means. And yeah, I totally agree with it. Totally agree with what you said.
0: So are you saying then that if I can't look in the mirror and say, I love you, That I can't love someone else?
1: I think it's definitely going to be a problem. Because love is all about intimacy and connection. And that means that both sides have to be contributing to that connection. And if I don't believe that I'm worthy of love, then how can I possibly receive your love? And how can I really invest myself in you?
0: That's a different angle. If I don't love myself, how do I accept love from someone else? All right. So now we have two questions on the
2: table, ladies. Well, I think it's interesting because if you don't love yourself, then you may not even attract someone into your life because you may be possibly behaving in a way or showing up as a person that's not looking for love. um, And that's the challenge of perhaps not nurturing yourself.
0: Oh, you know what that just brought up for me before I learned to love myself, the relationships I was in were not healthy. Mm. Mm, interesting.
3: Bonnie. Yeah. Once you want to do anything, whether it's learning how to ride a bike or play a musical instrument, something you, you need examples. We, we need models. We need things to be able to get a visualization of whatever it is. And I think it makes it really more, a lot more difficult than it needs to be if we don't have that example for ourselves. or selves, how do we, how do we replicate it or how do we take it out further? And I, I think it makes it more difficult when we don't. Is it achievable? I'm still not sure if you can achieve loving someone else. Is it love? Is it infatuation? Is it admiration? What What other things might fall into that but I, I think no matter what the feeling, behavior, attitude, whatever, I think we need models to follow because there's too much information out there. We get mm-hmm. very confused about what things are sometimes. So how did you learn to love yourself? What? How did you learn to let go of that critical voice that says you're useless and learn to love yourself? Quite frankly, I still work on it. I, I don't know that it's something that just happens and it's done. Mm. Because there are circumstances that surround us all the time that sometimes we can't separate the uh, action or the behavior or whatever from the person. That person may be us. As we've talked in previous conversations, we may be the person who is behaving poorly or badly or saying things that maybe we shouldn't and not... Not always recognize it sometimes until someone brings it to our attention or until we finally hear what's coming out of our mouth. So I I think there's a lot of trip factors out there. I think we need to continually remind ourselves that uh, we may have done something that we're not happy about, but it doesn't mean we're any less of a a, of a good person or less worthy of being loved. And the first not to get too far down a biblical track, but or or a spiritual track but i mean the first love cut co- in my mind comes from from god
1: well, i think there's something to pursue there i have a book called fix your broken windows where i have a 12-step plan for becoming a more ethical person and all of the 12-step plans start in the same place mm-hmm. recognize there's something greater than yourself
3: mm-hmm. when
1: we see ourselves as part of something that's meaningful. Then that leads to that gives us a sense of meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. And when I have that sense of meaning and purpose, now I can actually start to recognize my value and my ability to contribute to the world in a positive way. And that's where self love comes from. You're the psychologist, but I I think that a lot of depression comes from people feeling that there's just no point to their lives. Things are Mm -hmm. meaningless, they have no connections, they have no direction. I mean, that is profoundly depressing. And that sense that I'm part of something that's meaningful, ultimately, and far greater than I am, that's tremendously inspiring and motivating.
3: Grand Canyon are very important, too. (laughs) Lori, how did you learn? Uh,
2: Well, I think there's a natural drive for self-exploration. I know growing up in the 70s, I probably read every self-help book that was published (laughs) And today, I really enjoy listening to so many different podcasts. There's so many free resources for people um, who are driven to, again, grow themselves uh, and make positive change in their lives. But I, I agree with what you're saying, Yonason, that if you have a sense of belonging and have connections, I think you're probably a much happier person and uh, more prone to feeling accepted because you have those connections.
0: I think that loving yourself is, for me, it's really hard to say that I'm even allowed to love myself. I've had to learn to do that over time. And that has not been an easy journey. And to your point, Bonnie, I think it's something I still, the voice in my head that's like, you're broken, let's fix you, is certainly much louder than the voice in my head that says, you're awesome, you're amazing, and I love you. And I can say, as I mentioned very briefly earlier, that As I've gotten better at loving myself, my relationships have gotten better. And now I have a really powerful relationship with my husband. So I think that there's got to be something there as well. That is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut us off there. I love this conversation. Thank you for having it with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.